What's up, world? Welcome to the Positive Truth, uplifting and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at the Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. Michelle, before we get started, can you please tell the people what they can do to help us spread this positivity? Please like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. A five-star rating with a comment will help us out so much and help to continue to spread positive news throughout the world. We also have a Patreon where you can get an extra positive news episode and have the opportunity to help with our community drives. Check us out on Facebook at The Positive Truth to view these news stories and more. JP? We have three inspirational stories. (laughs) Sorry about that, Michelle. I was kind of hyped. All right. <laughs> <laughs> They're really good today. We're going to start with Tim. What do you got? Oh, let's get it, man. I'm talking about two young ladies by the name of Melody and Isabel. And I'm going to start off by saying whenever they were 10 and 12 years old, they were at school and they learned about a man named Martin Luther King. And when they learned about him, they learned about all the positive things that he was doing for his community. And that inspired them to want to do something. So they went home and they really like started brainstorming, right? They were thinking, what can we do? And they realized they wanted to do something positive as well, but they just didn't want to wait until they were adults. So they came up with this really, really cool nonprofit, right? This, this idea was just to collect all of this plastic they could in their country because they realized that there was just too much getting used in all the islands that were there. They're from mm-hmm. Bali. So they were like, look, we're going to do what, everything that we possibly can. We're going to create as much noise as we possibly can. So they decided to go out and get 100,000 signatures, again, at 10 and 12 years old, collect as much plastic as they possibly could, create a nonprofit organization, and this not throughout this nonprofit organization, they set a goal, which was to get rid of plastic completely in their island by 2021. They did, they started this whenever they were 10 and 12 years old. It is now 2020, and they are months away, and their goal is beyond surpassed. It was only 70% at first, and now it's complete, almost completely abolished, and it will be by 2021. I'm talking about this story now. I think we've talked about it once a long time ago, man. But I'm talking about it now because it's like, yo, whenever you set goals out there and you're trying to do these cool things, really work at it every single day. And now they have not only their island, but every island out there collecting plastic. And as soon as you land now, whenever you go to Bali, hello, do you have any plastic to turn in today? They don't even let you go anywhere and get off the plane with plastic. How long plastic. ago was this when they started? Um, they are now in their teens. This is only like six years ago. I believe it was 2013. Shout out to Bali's education system for talking to them about Martin Luther King, first of all. Oh, I facts. I knew you would love that part. <laughs> I don't think we got talked about Martin Luther mm. King when we were that young. <laughs> Man. I didn't even know that like pictures were in like color. All the pictures and textbooks were always black and white. And they were really, really tiny in like the really small tiny. bottom right corner or something. Yeah, we didn't go to the best public schools, yeah, did we? we? Did. <laughs> also, holy hell, shout out to them. Two people making a change and now I think that's a complete change, top to bottom. Yo, I just want to throw this out here now that you guys know this story. Um, plastic waste accounts for a whopping 10% of marine plastic pollution and in those islands where they're at, they were responsible for about 4%. And they were taking care of business, doing what they could, man. So, shout out to them. Dude, yeah. You, I mean, amazing. And that's just the first story. What do you got, Michelle? Because yours is really good, too. All right. Well, let's go. I have a story about uh, Rianne Santon. Rianne is from Maryland. And when he graduated high school, he 
was going through some things. Um, so basically kind of some backstory on him. At eight years old, his mother left his household. So it was just him, an older brother, and his dad. Um, and, you know, at eight, eight years old, you don't really process that. But it was really difficult. And he started to notice that his dad was, like, working more than one job. Um, some days he would go home and, like, he just wouldn't eat because, like, there wasn't any food. And his, like, other family members, like, extended family members just didn't want anything to do with him anymore. So... Um, that all began at eight and then in the seventh grade his academics um, began to become affected by it so his homeroom teacher had recommended Rianne to be placed in remedial classes and his father actually right then and there he said no that's not gonna happen and his father found a tutor for him so he found a tutor he got tutored and that whole next year he got honors rule so you know it's just a little more time you don't have to go to remedial class um so from there he continued to improve academically and then he goes on to high school he is involved with sports he loves sports in high school and then it's a senior year so he applies to colleges all throughout maryland he doesn't get accepted so he basically he's like all right i'm gonna just work and then see where life goes so he applies at this garbage man um, position, and that's where he, basically everything takes a turn for the better. So he was working with uh, formerly incarcerated um, men, so that's basically what he w- where he was working. And he said that that was the first time ever that he felt uplifted because his coworkers were so nice. They were like always telling him like, "Man, you need to go to school. Like, you know, we can help you out. Like stuff like that." And one day, one of his co-workers actually spoke with the son of the owner, so the, the son of the owner, yeah, to the company and mentioned, like, hey, like, Rian, he's really smart, he's young, he's trying to get into school, like, take him to where you go just for a bit. And um, his name is Brent, by the way. So Brent took him to Bowie State University, which was the school he was going to at the time, and he actually got to talk to a professor. So right then and there, um, Rianne and the professor just kind of chopped it up, and the professor decided that he just had so much potential that he went and um, appealed the admissions board decision um, and got Rianne into school, and then that following semester, he got like a 4.0 GPA, you know? It shows you a lot. (laughs) Take that. But then two years later, he transferred to another university, Um, And that's where he graduated in 2018. So now he's going to be attending Harvard Law this coming fall to be a lawyer. Pew, 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 pew. (sighs) Yeah, this story is awesome. Yeah. So I I, I saw this one too. The teacher that wanted to put him in remedial classes, after he got the 4.0, wrote a letter to his father. Like, I apologize. Apologizing, yeah. Like, I shouldn't have believed him in better. Mm Mm-hmm. Whenever he was boxing and he had a double shoulder injury, so he couldn't train anymore, so he went from being a world champion boxer to, like, no college accepting him. And it just shows you the power of, like, people in prison are redeemable because they were so positive in pushing him yeah. and helping him. Yo, I have nothing to say. That was freaking amazing in all different... Wow. One, that was cool about the teacher. The fact that he uh, swallowed his pride and wrote a letter to his father, I know that meant a lot to him when he, once his mm-hmm. father probably told him. But two, like, this guy just not quitting. And then yeah, it's cool, like, to hear how the positive impacts in his life kept him going. You know, it shows you that our podcast actually is doing something out there, too, as well. Because, you know, we're keeping it positive as well. And that story definitely inspires me to keep pushing. 
Speaking of keeping it positive, we like to pause in the middle and do audio meditation. It's where all three of us talk about one thing we're grateful for each, because in the stresses of life, we often overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. We encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well. Guaranteed to make your day so much more positive. Tim, what are you grateful for? Man, I'm not going to lie. So I know this whole COVID thing is like ridiculous. It sucks. But I'm so excited for basketball to be coming back, man. <laughs> I am so excited. I was like looking up, I was on YouTube trying to look up any of them practicing at this time. Can I just see a highlight, a layup, something? <laughs> just to feel some safe. I know, like I, I need some kind of sports excitement. It's ridiculous. But yeah, I'm excited for basketball. Michelle? I would say I'm very gr- grateful for anime. I finished watching Demon Slayer this past week, and I'm going to start my next one next week. I like the shirt. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm really grateful for all, all of the first responders and essential workers out there putting themselves at risk with this COVID pandemic, which is keeps getting larger. Yeah. Good old Oklahoma. It's maybe like we should just shut down the whole country and just, you know chill listen chill. to podcasts or we can do an inspirational story too <laughs> so my inspirational story is about two men but it's mostly focused around Janice Shinwari he was born in Afghanistan and in 2005 2004 he saw how bad the Taliban warriors were treating people and he made a decision because we were in the United States was in war with Afghanistan I don't want to be a part of this. So he risked his life and his family's life and he retreated to the other side. And that's where first day he met Captain Matt Zeller. So he's like, I'll be your translator, I'll help you. So the next day he was following him in the bushes and he recognized Taliban soldiers disguised as American soldiers going to meet Matt Zeller. So he shot and killed them and he Mm -hmm. saved his life. And ever since then they were friends. Well, yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So Zeller ended up leaving, and the Taliban found out who got their men killed, and he was like, we need to kill Shinwari, we need to kill all his family members. So they got a hit out out on him. So when Zeller went back to the United States, he was like, hey, we need to get this dude a visa to get him over here. Shinwari thought, "Ah, it'll be a few months. It ended up being years. So for the past, for, from 2005 to 2013, he was a translator hiding with his family in Afghanistan and Iran, Iraq, all, all those places. He thought a few months, ended up helping for eight years. Finally gets sent back, because Zeller, when he, got, when he was over here, he was talking to Congress members, he's like, hey. He was fighting. I know it's really hard to get a visa and get in here. That's not a new thing. That's not something that's been going on since 2016. It's always been hard to get in America. He's like, but this person saved my life. He saved my other people's lives. We need to get him over here and get his family safe. So in 2013, it finally happened. They got a GoFundMe set up. They got him over here. Shinwari got his family over here. They got a job, a car, all that. But he was like, I don't feel like that's enough. So. Both of them teamed up to start a nonprofit called No One Left Behind. It helps thousands of combat translators resettle in the U.S. Since it started, it's helped helped 5,000 translators and their families come to U.S. through the visa process. And 
Shinwari's been trying to be a citizen since 2013. Mm-hmm. He just got accepted July 4th, 2020. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, snap. That's good. Just shows you how hard it is to become a U.S. citizen. <laughs> Man, I mean, that's like a super new, positive news story right there. So I think it's really awesome. And yeah. I think it's pretty cool. That's pretty unique. Like um, the nonprofit they started. I think only they could do it, though. Yeah, you know definitely, because I mean? they lived in it, and they experienced it. Like They saw a problem, they mm-hmm. went through a problem, they did something about it. Those are our favorite type of positive news stories here on The Positive Truth. Absolutely. So, already heroes for doing that and serving, but now they're helping other people trying to get back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with the horn. <laughs> do we have a dad joke, Michelle? Yes, we do. Why was Dumbo sad? Because of his ears. He felt a relephant. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> what do you got for your quote, Tim? Man, do not let the behavior of others destroy your inner peace. Quote by Tim. Thank you for listening. We're out. Stay positive.